I don't know if you've heard of mixed martial arts or MMA. It's a it's combat sports, cage fighting, some people call it. And it's mixed martial arts because they use many different things. Um, kickboxing and boxing and jiu-jitsu and, and, and wrestling and all these different things make it up. And I, I grew up wrestling. So, of course, I was always intrigued. And I thought, you know, maybe when it kind of first came out, I thought maybe I'll hold, throw my hat in the cage and take, take a swing at this. But, but then I actually watched a couple matches. And, like, these guys, they'll uh, repeatedly hit each other in the face. And I thought... You know, I don't think that's God's plan for my life. I just, I don't think that's what he wants. And you might think, oh, you can't take the pain. You're right, I can't. I, I don't want pain. But I will tell you this, if you're, if you're thinking that, I will tell you this. I had two wisdom teeth pulled this week. Anybody had wisdom teeth out? Probably a lot of you. See, here's what most of you that had your hand up, here's what most of you know about or remember about it. Nothing. And why is because you took the laughing gas, they knocked you out, and when you woke up, the teeth were gone. Not me. Not me. I said, I, I want to be completely coherent. I want to I be completely conscious uh, when you do it. And, I mean, to be honest, it's not because I'm tough. It's because I'm cheap. I'm just going to, I mean, they worked up the insurance with and without. And I'm like, ah, I, my checkbook says I'm going to stay awake for it. So I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my checkbook and my family. So I go in this week to have two wisdom teeth pulled. And I'll tell you, uh, it wasn't pain-free. Okay, um, the, the, the dental assistant who needs the Lord, by the way, because she lied to me, and she said, oh, this isn't, you know, it's, we do this all the time, it's not going to hurt. Okay, yeah, um, that was true until uh, the son of Satan walked in, the dentist, and he, or the ortho surgeon, and he had a, a needle the size of my forearm and shoved it up in the roof of my mouth. Yeah, in the, there ain't no cushion, it's in, and it, was there tears? There was at least one. I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. It was bad. I, that pain was unbelievable. So that, I could take, I could leave that. I could also leave the part where he was like grinding on my teeth and pulling them out. And I could hear the crunching and the cracking. That I could do without that too. But other than that, okay, back to MMA. So MMA, how you win the match is you either get knocked out, okay, or you tap out. Tap out, submit means that you're in such a painful position that you can't take it anymore. And, and, and they tap out. They literally tap something to say, I'm done. So to tap out in MMA means you lose. My message for you, or what I believe God wants for you today, is that you would learn something completely countercultural. That to tap out or submit is to win. We're in a series called Spiritual Fitness 101. The spiritual discipline today is submission, and it's not what you think it is. I, I, I promise you. Like, it's funny because we talk about it in weddings all the time. When we do weddings through, or weddings through Meadows Church, um, we go to the scripture in Ephesians, and it's always kind of tense because it says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And the bride and the groom, they're like, yeah, we should submit to one another. That sounds good. But then it gets personal, and it calls out, it calls out the bride. And it says, wives, and she kind of leans in like, oh, this is for me. It says, submit to your husband in everything. And you see her, she kind of gives me kind of the stink eye, like I'm the bad guy. And, but you can just see the guy is like, yeah, that's right. That's what he said. But, but then I call the husbands out, and it, I get into the word of God. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. He gave his life up for her. 
And then, and then I look at him, and he don't look so happy. I look at her, and you can just, she ain't saying that, but you can just hear her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, yeah, she likes that. Weddings are fun at Meadows. You got to be at one. It's crazy. So to submit, say submit. submit. To submit means to put somebody else first. That's what it means. It means that, it means that I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you talk first. I'm going to let you, let you um, uh, get to the front of the line. That's what it means, and this is not normal, because we like to be first. We like to respond first. We like to get our own way. We like to speak out on what we believe, don't we? And we're adamant about it. I'm, I'm telling you, guys, maybe this is more for us than the ladies. I don't know, but one of the greatest ways that you can submit is to say nothing, right? Say nothing. Many times when she's talking to you, she ain't looking for a response. I promise you, I've learned that the hard way a thousand times. I mean, she's... To say nothing at all. Don't, don't respond. Don't retweet. Don't post it. Don't repost it. Don't respond to the post. Don't do it. Can we agree that some things are better left unsaid? Okay, the problem is I normally realize that after I've said it, okay? That's my issue. That's the problem for me. The purpose of submission isn't to restrict you. It's not to put you on, under somebody else's thumb. It's to free you. It doesn't make sense, but it will, I believe, by the time we get done together today. It frees you and I from having to have our own way. I'll say it a different way. In submission, you and I are free to truly value others. We we are free to truly value other people, their dreams, their wants, their desires. Those things become important to us. Before I get into the word of God, I'm going to share Uh, just a warning I guess there are this is an abused submission or this is an abused um, discipline submission is Uh, and there's categories that we might consider submission but they're actually oppression okay so I'm going to give you a few of them maybe you fall in these categories it's good that you know that because this is not God's plan so the first the first one I call the doormat this one's kind of self-explanatory a doormat I mean You would let people walk all over you, and you don't have an opinion, or if you do have an opinion, you don't give your opinion, and you just kind of take it, okay? That's one self-explanatory. I hope you're not this category, but if you are, that's not God's plan. That's not submission. That's oppression. The next one, you may be, this this is more popular probably, more, um, more of you might fall in this category. The pleaser. The (laughs) pleaser, she knows. The pleaser, the pleaser will, um, Gosh, a pleaser will avoid conflict at all costs. All costs. If there's a fight coming a mile away, you'll go three miles that way to avoid it. Right? You, you will do, you don't want it. And you might say things like, you know, if, 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 you're, if your significant other comes home and they're like, hey, what do you want to do? You're like, hey, whatever you want to do, honey. Whatever you want to do, I want to do. And, and they might say, well, let's, I'm thinking we maybe go out to eat. If that's what you want to do, you want to go out to eat, let's go out to eat. That sounds great. Well, where do you want to go eat? I want to go eat wherever you want to go eat. Now, ladies, I got to stop you right there. Because that's not true. You say it, but you don't mean it, do you? You don't. You don't, because we'll be like, okay, if you mean that, I'm thinking burgers. Uh, burgers are kind of greasy. Oh, okay, well, burgers are all okay. You said anywhere, but anyway, so uh, wings? Ugh, so messy. Oh, okay, okay. You said, any, anyway, whatever. Um, um, tacos? 
Ooh, gassy, right? In that, so, oh, so you want me to pick anywhere, but just not those 14 places I've already, anyway. So there's the pleaser, there's the doormat, and last but not least, the dependent. Say dependent. By dependent, I mean this person has a very difficult time, uh, how can I say this? Very difficult time making decisions. Like, like you avoid decisions like the plague. Because, because you're afraid you're going to make the wrong decision. Or, or if you make the right decision, it might turn wrong down the road. Or if you, if you make the wrong decision, someone's going to blame you for it. So you don't want to shake, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to cause waves. You don't want to make decisions. The dependent. All three of those, you could say are submission, but I, I would say they're not. I would say those are not God's plan for your life. So if those aren't the plan, because those are all restricting, and those are all like, almost like bondage, submission is like freedom. We've already said it. I'll say it again. Where is it? I had it right here. Oh, yes. There is freedom. Say freedom. In submission. Church, if anybody knows about freedom, it's Jesus. If anybody knows about submission, it's Jesus. The word of God, I'm preaching out of Philippians 2 in the New Testament. Paul, this guy was transformed by Jesus. He went from a, a, a Christian hater and a killer to somebody that was sold out for the bride of Christ, the church. He actually planted some of the first churches. Paul plants a church or helps plant a church in Philippi, which is modern-day Greece is where it is. And, and, and then he writes them letters. Some are encouraging, some are rebuking, some are for guidance. But, but this is a letter he wrote. And he's begging Philippi, this church, he's begging them, submit. You think it's bad, but I promise you it's good. Tap out to what you want. Do it. Listen to what he says. And he uses, who is the example? Jesus. When, when I read this to you, it should blow you away about the king of kings. Paul writes to the church and to you and I here. And to you watching online or listening. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must, say must, have the same attitude as Christ Jesus had. What was that, Paul? I'm glad you asked, he says. Though Jesus was God, he didn't think of equality as, with God as something he should cling to. No, no, no. Instead... He gave up his divine privileges, takes the humble position of a slave, and is born a human being. I, I, I don't know, I mean, I wasn't there when the conversation happened, but I can just imagine it. God the Father's like, son, yeah, dad, we've uh, been thinking, you know, what if, and just, you don't need to answer right away, but you know. Pray about it. You'll be praying to me. I'll answer it for you. What if you uh, give up everything you got up here? Your power, your, your, your privilege, your position. Just what? I mean, just what if you give it all up and then you know earth, right? <laughs> Dad, earth, yeah, complete train wreck. Yes, yes, they're, they're in need. They're struggling. But what if you give everything up and, like, I send you there just to help out, you know, see what we can do? Um, gosh, Dad, what would that look like? Well, 
I, we, well, first of all, we would stuff you into a human body. Dad, the human bodies that, like, get old? Yeah, yeah. You mean the human bodies that crack and crick and get sore, and, the, and as you get older, they wrinkle and, and, and wither up? <laughs> yes, on those. Uh, Dad, the bodies that, that eventually die? You know, now that you bring that up, that brings me to the next point. You know, it's like, oh, what are you doing? And that is the next point because the next verse says, he humbled himself. He appeared in human form in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. Jesus submits to the Father. He and the Father are one. But Jesus understands his position. And he submit. He doesn't just submit to the Father. He submits to you. He submits to the enemy. He submits, he submits to, he, he puts everybody else ahead of him. And he races to the back of the line. This is what Jesus did. I mean, it's, it's, you already get this, but it's so opposite of what the world says. It is so opposite. As the world says, I wrote it down, the world says, build your platform. Right? Gain influence, gain popularity, gain possessions right? Have more. Fulfill yourself. Go after it. Then you'll be free to enjoy life. Get to the front of the line. And Jesus says, well, I'll quote what Matthew wrote something down. Jesus said, Matthew said, I heard the Lord say this, he who finds life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. See, Jesus says when you give up your life, when you tap out to your life, when you submit to your wants and your desires, you'll find life. You don't lose, you win. The world, take more, fill yourself up, get more, have more, right? Fulfill yourself, that's the goal. Jesus says empty yourself, lose yourself, give more, serve more, love more, deny yourself. And here's the crazy thing. You ready for this? The only thing that will truly bring you self-fulfillment is self-denial. It's the only, it's, it's why you see people who will, will have everything seemingly, my gosh, they had so much money, they had so much, uh, so much influence, they had so much, such a high position in the company, and they'll throw themselves off a building. Well, why would you do that? Oh, because, because they had everything the world says you should go after. They just didn't have the only thing, life in Christ. They, they, they were about self-fulfillment. They didn't know about self-denial. They didn't understand that would bring self-fulfillment. We think we're going to lose our identity when we self-deny. Oh, I'm going to lose my identity. No, you'll actually find it. That's what's crazy. I'll give you an example. The first two disciples called by Jesus, Peter and Andrew, fishermen, a tradition would tell us they weren't just fishermen, but they were lucrative fishermen. Like it was a family business. Like this is what they did, and they would have been good at it, and they would have made money at it, and it would make no sense for them to listen to some crazy dude wearing Birkenstocks walk up and say, hey, drop your nets. Let's go. Drop our nets. <laughs> These nets are our life. Like, this is our livelihood. This is our identity. This is what we do. I'm a fisherman. So is my brother. So is our dad. When, he, when he's gone, we'll take the business over. You're trying to take our identity by telling us to leave? They did it. They dropped their nets and they left, and they didn't lose their identity, but they found it. And Jesus would use Andrew and Peter to change the world. 
What if they, what if they, what if they were all about their self-fulfillment, their wants, their desires, their fishing? Jesus says, you, you, you drop your nets. You fish for fish, I'll show you how to fish for people. Well, what Jesus has for you, are you listening? See, the, the plan that God has for you is way better than you can dream or imagine. I love saying it, but I love more when you believe it. I love more when you own it. You're like, I, I don't get that, but I want that. You should, because he has that for you. We are to model Christ, and everything that Jesus did was other-minded. Everything. He didn't love just, well, you have to love me back. He wants you to, but he doesn't, that's not why he did it. He didn't serve others so then you would in turn serve him. He didn't help people because he wanted them to help him. No, no, no. It's just what he did. But if we're honest, we're in church, we should be. If we're honest, we, we want someone to return the favor. We want someone to say it back to us, right? Do you know anybody? Do not point, nudge, you know, call out. But is there anybody in your life who, when you... When they do you a favor or help you with something, they want you to thank them before it's even done. Well, are you going to say thank you? It's like you just did it a half a second ago. Jody, you anybody like that? <laughs> okay, that's me. So um, I have issues. But because but we, we want to hear it, right? Don't act like you're not, you're not with me on this. Put yourself in these shoes. Um, just pretend. Now go back in time. or I don't know your age. Maybe go forward in time. And you've met someone that you just... They're it. They're the person. And you've just, you're, you're just, oh, it's my soulmate. Huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy. Mwah. And you just can't get enough of them. And it's so special when Valentine's Day is coming up. And you know, that's the day. I'm going to tell them. I'm just going to tell them, ladies, it might be you. And you're like, it's, it's beautiful. You got the, the chocolate. You've got the, the overpriced roses. And you've got all the candy. And you look deep into his eyes and deep into his soul. And you say those words, ah love you and it's the most special moment ever in your life and he looks at you and says thanks and then and then sits down and watches tv are you okay with that no i, I if you would have said yes i have to kick you out for lying and no you're not okay with that here's what if that happens here's what's going to happen you're going to look at him and you're going to say hey did you hear what i said it's like yeah okay we're going to try this again. I'm going to say, I love you. And then what are you going to say? Um, I love you? That's right. So I mean, anyway, so I don't know. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But you get it. You understand. In submission, do you remember? We're finally free to value other people. It's a, it's a freeing thing. I'll give you an example in a second. But, but in submission, you, I bet many of you have never even heard this as a spiritual discipline. And that's okay. The first time I heard it is when I went to school as I was going to school to be a pastor. So if this is new to you, praise God. In submission, you're not only free to value other people, you're free to serve other people. See, I'm telling you, I'll tell you this straight up. Serving is the number one way you can submit by far. Look at Jesus. It's all he did. Serving him, serving her, loving them, washing feet. It's all Jesus did. Jesus wasn't, I mean, Jesus served. It wasn't something he did. A servant is who he was, wasn't it? It's who Jesus was. And it's who, so if we, I said, if I call myself a follower of Christ, I must also say that I want to live as he lived. Like you can't separate them. I've tried. Numerous times, maybe you have too. But, but 
to say we won't, we're in Christ means we want to live as he lived. And many, many Christians would agree, yeah, that's right, we should. If Jesus said that, we should love. If Jesus said that, we should serve. You, you're on board with that. Most of you are like, yeah, we should. But are we? I, I knew it all the time growing up. I wasn't doing it. Here's what I found. Not only as a pastor, but as a person. Because this was me. I'm not like pointing finger at you. This was me. Most people, many people will serve. As long as it doesn't cost them anything. But, but, but the moment it's going to cost me some of my time, that's my time. It's going to cost me my weekend, that's my weekend. It's going to cost me time on my day off, that's my day off. It's going to cost me money, that's my money. Most people, this, I was most people, most people will serve as long as it doesn't cost them anything. Here's what I would say to you. If you're saved, you're a minister. If you're a minister, you have a ministry. And ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. I promise you. Ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. I, I, I wrote it down a different way because it just hit me when, when, when God gave me that. If you can believe this, I lose where I'm at sometimes in my notes. Anyway, here it is. I said, if there is to be any blessing, and let's be honest, we want the blessing. And you should. That's nothing wrong with that. I want the blessing too. If there's to be any blessing, there must be some bleeding. Ask Jesus. We don't want the bleeding. I was out to eat um, with some couples this week in the church, and we're just, just having a good time talking and, and, and just sharing stuff. And we, uh, we got on the subject of uh, one of our prayer warriors. We've mentioned her before. Uh, she passed away a few months ago, and, and we talked about what, what made her so unique from the start. We, we talked about, oh, she started coming maybe, it wasn't even a couple years ago. It felt like 20 years, just, got, just the way she resonated. Do you, do you know what I was reminded of? She came, we were at the La Vista Conference Center. Some of you remember when we met there. So, yeah, so we, we were there, and she shows up. She saw the signs. Those signs matter. Those flags matter, man. Uh, give it up for the team that puts those up every week. I mean, sub-zero temperature. I like telling them what to do and where to go. I'm like, but I, I, I don't want to help. I mean, that's what you, but they're, they're so awesome. I'm kidding. So, 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 so Pam came to church. I, this is a true story. Came to church, knew really nobody, saw the signs, come in, uh, attends like you're attending right now. Here's a story from somebody that we're going to go serve the following Saturday, I think it was, at a food pantry. The weather report for that Saturday at the food pantry as people would drive in and get food, sub-zero. We're familiar with that right now a little bit. I mean, sub-zero. We're talking frozen tundra misery. So you know how people will say something and then not do it? I mean, I've never, I mean, I've never done that, but I mean, other people. So, uh, so I think she, I don't even know if she said she was going to do it. That Saturday, she shows up. She still knows nobody. I mean, she might have met one or two people at the church. Shows up in the wee hours of the morning, bundled up, rightly so, and serves with a smile on her face. And I'm like, they could barely get the pastor to show up. I mean, this, this woman just unbelievable. So here's a picture of, of her and some ladies all huddled together. So Pam is on the far right, second one in with kind of the bluish-purple coat. God bless her. She, if I could show you under her mask, oh, God, you'd see the biggest smell you've ever saw. 
Probably because it was frozen that way. I don't know. But it was there. It, you guys, it was so brutally cold. But do you know how many people were so desperate for food? I couldn't believe it. I thought, well, no one's going to come. Oh, they came. Car after car after car. And there we look. And Pam and others just serving away. I'm like, that, that, that doesn't just happen. She don't even, I mean, she just came like a few days ago to the church. I'll guarantee you the following week at Sunday is the weekend she signed up to be on the prayer team. And she would serve and give her life away every weekend until the day that God called her home. And you don't think that example, you don't think that life impacts others? Well, her husband recently gave his life to Christ and was baptized last weekend at Meadows Church. That's how much that matters. You don't think serving matters? It is unbelievable what God will do when we say, it is not about me, God, it's about others. How can I, how can I be you? It is not a normal thing to do. You're not normal. It is not a worldly thing to do. You don't want to be worldly. God's called you for more. But to be called for more means that you're going to, it'll cost you. But the cost, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Jesus, what a great example. He taught things that were so crazy. Jesus taught that greatness was about giving, not getting. Jesus taught that greatness was about serving, not being served, about washing the feet of others and not expecting anything in return. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life. Well, for you and for me, a ransom. The love of the Father. I hope it blows you away. He was so other-minded, Jesus, that he took on the humiliation of the cross. Jesus submits to the enemy. He submits to Pilate. He submits to Rome. He submits to liars. Because they lied. I mean, he didn't do it. They said he did. But he submitted. Do you know why he would submit and race to the back of the line? For you. The, the humiliation. He submitted to an instrument of death. And if anybody could sit on the cross, sit, lay on the, or hang on the cross and say, this isn't right. I didn't do anything wrong. The charges against me are made up. All I've done is love you. All I've done is serve you. This isn't fair. But he hangs there. And I wrote this down, and this might be the most beautiful, if you hear nothing else. Why did you hang there like that, Jesus? Here's what God gave me. Because of his love for us, Jesus did what's best for us. You take the front. But Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of stuff I shouldn't look at. I'm doing things I shouldn't. Get up front. Let me change you. Get up here. I'll go to the back. A king like none other. He redefined love. He redefined leadership. He would lay down his life for a people. But listen, look up here. But now he expects us to do the same. 
See, I put you first in the front of the line. And now I expect you, if you surrender to me, to do it to others. That you, along with me, together, will race to the back of the line. And you would elevate the least of these. It takes the pressure off. How can I say it? When, I, when you get to the point where you no longer care about your wants and your desires, it will free you. A couple months ago, a couple months ago, I was in Sioux Falls at my home church. And we're there with other planters, church planters, you know, like, like we were with Meadows. And, and we're just encouraging and loving and hearing stories. I got to tell you something. There was a moment that I wasn't expecting that, that freed me as a pastor. The, the stat was brought up how over a thousand pastors are quitting every month. And it's, it's true. I think 1,400 and some. But at COVID, people aren't coming back. They're discouraged. People maybe give less or people aren't serving. But things have changed a little bit. So, so pastors maybe are tapping out. Some might be legit God calling them to do that, but many aren't. And, and I love my pastor's boss, his district superintendent. He's, he's, he just said something that was so, it was hardcore. But I loved every bit of it. Because we, as a leader sometimes, and you're, you're a leader in a capacity. It might be in your family. It might be at work. So when I say leader, I'm talking about you. Okay? We as leaders, me as a pastor, you know, we sometimes want others to edify us and pour into us. And that's, there's nothing wrong, but you can't live for that. And he said something, because a lot of pastors are leaving because, oh, they don't, they said this, and they did that, or they didn't come, or, you know, well, they were friends of ours, and then they left. Oh, welcome to ministry. And he was hard. He said, you know what? Here's the deal. You're their pastor. They're not yours. And I was just like, dang. And he said, you've been called by God to lead, love, shepherd, and guide them. They're not called to lead, love, love, shepherd, and guide you. That's not their calling. It's yours. So, so basically, pull up your boots. You, you're, you've been called by God. And if you're going to base your calling on what somebody else does or whether they hurt you or say the message is whatever, you shouldn't probably be in the ministry anyway, so you're probably making the right decision. I was just like, Damn. but when he said it, I was just like, it was just free for me because I can just, I'm called to love you and equip people. And, and so many of you love me back and pray for me. And I love that. I love that. But, but even if none of you ever did, I'm still called to love you. And I'm still called to shepherd you. And I'm still called to, to, to guide you and mourn with you and cry with you and laugh with you. That's my calling. God will give you your own calling. But he just was like done with it. And I was like, I just needed that. It's, it's weird. You think that would hurt? It didn't me. It freed me. It was just amazing. I don't know what it was. So let's close out. Jesus, what would, you, what would you call us to do? I think he would say submit to one another. Forgive one another. Encourage one another. Restore one another. Accept one another. Care for one another. Bear with one another. Carry each other's burdens. You know, that's just the short list of all that God has done for you through Jesus. It should excite you. It should. By the way, 
The other thing I would say to you about leadership is sometimes we get mad at people because they, they do things they shouldn't do and they, you know, they let us down. Well, welcome to life, right? Here's what I would remind you. Don't expect a person that doesn't have Christ in them to act like they do. Why would you do that? That's insanity. My pastor told me that a long time ago. You're going to get hurt. People are going to do things and say things. But he said, understand, a lot of the church, just like a lot of the world, doesn't, they, don't, they don't have a relationship. With, there isn't the Holy Spirit in them. But yet you're mad thinking that they should act like Jesus when that's impossible for them. They can't. I hope that helps somebody. Submission sets us free. Do you remember where we left off the scripture in, in Philippians too? Do you remember? Remember, Paul is like, oh, humble yourself and lower yourself and be like Jesus. And, and he did it all the way to what? Crucifixion on the cross. It didn't stop there. Because free, submission sets you free. Verse 9, therefore, God elevated him to a place of highest honor. He gave Jesus Christ the name above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on the earth and under the earth. Every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Did you catch it? Jesus goes from heaven to earth, from glory to shame. From master to servant. From life to death. Why? So that you might go from death to life. I came to tell somebody, when Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. You. That scripture, don't miss it. Read it this week in Philippians over and over. You know what you're going to keep reading? Every. Every every tongue. But pastor, the Bible says that most people aren't going to go to, to heaven, right? I mean, right. Correct. Every knee will bow before the king. Every tongue will spout out, Jesus Christ is Lord. It doesn't matter what you believe right now. I don't care who you are. You will do it. You will do it. The word of God does not lie. Every. So, so what does that mean? Well, it means two things. It means that we can either bow down and submit before the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit today in Christ and have freedom and salvation, or we can wait till we die, go in front of the Father, and then see him fall on our face and our knees and declare Jesus Christ as Lord. The problem is if you do that way, It doesn't equal salvation. It it equals condemnation. It equals hell. So, So my calling in my life is to, by the power of Christ, implore you, submit to the Father and the Son. Submit yourself. Give yourself. Surrender yourself to Jesus. Because then when the Holy Spirit comes into you, he'll change you. You won't, you won't, you, you'll want to eventually race to the back of the line. Maybe not every day, but most days you will. The Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Two action items. I'm going to make it so practical. The first one is submission equals serving. 
are you serving? Are you? If I asked you, should we serve like Jesus? You would respond yes all day long. My question is, are you? I, 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 I said yes all day long too. It took me over, it took me a lot of years to do it. There's opportunities inside the church. There's opportunities outside the church. Where, where can you give your life away? Do it. Your life, it, it's, it's a quick trip. I'm telling you, stop waiting. Pam's life changed lives. See, when you're a servant, that's what you do. You'll change your family. You'll change your marriage. You're, you'll change the way your kids look at you and talk to you and see you. You'll change it. But it ain't up to none of them. It's up to you. Will you serve in the church, outside the church? Give your life away for the kingdom of God. I want your prayer to be, God, wear me out for the kingdom. And will you surrender? Call on the name of Lord Jesus Christ. He went to the cross, but he didn't stay there because three days later, he would bring himself back to life. And that is the key to Christianity. If Jesus was still dead, we wouldn't be here today. There'd be no church. It would not exist. It would not, nothing would really matter at that point. We, you would just live and die and that'd be it. But because the man came back to life, it's a true story. Guy brought himself back to life. Because of that, he's showing us there's another world. There's, there, there's hope beyond this world. But the default isn't heaven. The default is hell. Because of our mess and our sin. You, you, know, you know you're messed up and so do I. I'm messed up. I know that. That's why it should be so hopefully easy for you to say, God, I'm a wreck. And I can't save myself. I need Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus, to save me. It's what he died for. Surrender to him today. Give it to him today. All to him. No games, no nothing. God, I'm desperate. Sometimes you got to be in a pit before you realize all that he has for you. This message is so personal because I'm, I'm selfish at heart. So I have, to, I have to apply this every day, sometimes multiple times a day. It's, it's a struggle for your pastor. But I want to get to the back of the line, and I need his help doing it. And maybe you do too. And if that's Jesus calling right now, God, answer it, because I want to hear from him right now. Right now. I'll pause this message right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, We should be blown away at the words that you gave Paul to pen to the Philippian church and to us. How in the world does the king of all kings, the creator of the world, the creator of us as humans, submit himself to become a slave? Not just a person, but the lowest of the low. And then to be beaten, kicked, stomped on, spit at, and crucified because you're submitting to sinners out of love for the Father and love for the people. Thank you for taking our place on the cross. I pray that many, that many today watching online, many in the room will surrender, understanding it is by faith that we're saved, faith that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, was dead and now risen. And your grace will cover us, and that grace saves us. We can't earn it, but we do, need to, we do need to receive it. We do need to surrender to it, because if we don't, 
and we confess that you're Lord in front of you, face to face, that's not a good day. Because that's the last time we'll ever see you. We want to do it this side of heaven. Because that assures us that we'll see you every day for the rest of our lives. And we will celebrate together. Just like Pam celebrates in the arms of a king today. Oh, Father. Thank you that this isn't all there is. Thank you that we can be other focused, that we can give our lives away. We don't have to live for us. God, for the person debating, they might have been thinking about this for years. Well, I should serve. Well, today is the day the Lord has made. May we give our lives away and rejoice in it. Give us the courage. If we serve only when we feel like it, here's the bottom line. We won't serve. Or we'll do it for a season and quit. But if we serve out of obedience and faithfulness and gratitude for what you've done for us, we'll do it in the good days, we'll do it in the bad days, we'll do it in the cold days, we'll do it in the hot days, we'll do it every day you call us to do it because, <laughs> well, you save wretches like us. And what else would we do with our lives rather than give it away for the one who gave his life for us? In Jesus' name I pray and we all say, amen. Hey, I want to thank you so much for watching today, but don't stop there. I want to invite you to like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss a single video, update, or message. But not only that, share this message with a friend. I mean, there are so many people out there hurting, struggling, and you have the ability to make an impact in their life. And finally, if, you're, if you live in the Omaha area, I want to encourage you, come join us on a weekend service. We would love, love to meet you. God bless you.